Jess Corcoran. And I'm Laura McCann. Welcome to the Thriving While Nine to Fiving podcast. everybody welcome to episode nine of the podcast i can't believe we're on episode nine we were just chatting then and saying we literally recorded the last one of these episodes eight about three seconds ago um so it's crazy that we're here for another week um it's my birthday week Woo! Woo! <laughs> let's see how many times i can talk about my birthday throughout the podcast no i'm joking um so yeah like here we are for another one. Can't believe we're here already. So, Laura, kick us off with some of your weekly wins then. So, in the past week, I have kind of picked out one work-related one and one life-related one. So, yesterday, um, my life-related one is that I was able to go to my London church in person for the first time. Amazing. Um, so in in Birmingham, I was going to a church, um, and they like moved their services online as most churches did, um, and I'm quite picky about the church that I go to. Like I would love to say that I felt comfortable walking into any building with a cross on it and any building that says they love Jesus and that kind of thing, but I don't to be honest because unfortunately you can walk into some places and it's like oh yeah we love God but you know. We hate, we hate gay people. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, wa- we want to kill people that, like, aren't the same as us and, you know, all those sorts of things. And, like, Israel is the greatest thing ever and, like, Palestinians should die. Like, that's not church, okay? You open your Bible, it says love God, love each other, take care of yourselves. Like, that is literally the point. And anybody who doesn't get that and anybody who doesn't want to, you know, be there to worship that and have a fellowship about that, they're not my people. So I'm not interested. Um, But I found a Birmingham church that hit all those bits, which is great when I lived there. Um, and it ha- is, has been great online, like, when we haven't re- like been able to go to church and stuff. But what you can do now is you can book a place. Um, so they'll have, they've got more services throughout the day. So obviously you've got less people, but you can book your seat there. And it's all socially distanced and, like, cleaned and all those sorts of things. Um, so, yeah, I was able to go to this one. And basically this church planted my church in Birmingham. Oh, cool, yeah. So in terms of all that nervousness of like, oh, is it a place that's going to like meet me where I'm at and I'm going to feel comfortable? Like, it's all really, really similar. So 100% I do. Um, so yeah, I got to go and it's just, like, it's not the same at home. Like, you know, it, you, you try and like, you know, God's everywhere and you have a chat every day anyway, but it is just so different. Like having the band in front of you and having the worship and like, you know, just being able to, it be in the room where it happens and that kind of thing. So yeah, that was awesome. And then this is a work one that um, you'll either really get it or you really won't. But basically we use this um, CRM system called Salesforce and it makes me cry. I don't like numbers. I love a spreadsheet. Don't get me wrong, like Excel. Laura, love. I know you love a spreadsheet because I'm looking at <laughs> ours right now. <laughs> I love a spreadsheet. I love like, you know, you can categorise things, you can colour code them and organise it and all those sorts of things. But like, you know, analyse this lead through the funnel and like look at this number and go to this dashboard and like, no, I don't want to. I don't like it. And it, it makes me cry. But I had a bit of a job change last October and it became very much a necessity. And 
I'd kind of ignored it a little bit and was like, I'll just do enough. But you know when it gets to the point where you're like, you're better than this. You don't do enough. You do what you need to do. You do it well. Come on. So I've come on. And it, I don't cry. I'm still not... I mean, if you've got a Salesforce question, don't ask me. But I have a lot less questions than I used to. And I'm really proud of that. Thanks, Harvey. I'm proud of me too. Could you hear him? Yeah, is he that loud? He's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> but yeah. I, I love it. I'm happy for you. Thanks, pal. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Go on. What are your weekly highs? Mine are all um, personal related. <laughs> not, a, not a work related. I suppose work related that I've got two weeks off this after this week which is great what am i oh yeah run through mine quick so on saturday um i bought myself a new mug and that sounds like oh like wow like she's talking about a new mug for a weekly high but laura knows this but i'm not very good to spend money on myself because i just think like i saw this mug and i was like if i were a mug it would be this mug because <laughs> it's like red with white heart on it's just like it's so oh, it's me it's so me it's nice and fat as well so you know perfect um so yeah and i saw it and i was like oh like i love that mug it's so like me and then i was thinking yeah but i've got mugs in the house just like why do you need another mug do you know what i mean you got enough mugs you do my as in when you do this i've told you this though you pay your bills you pay it forward and then you pay for your own stuff that's right have a nice time i'm not good at it um so no so this mug i thought you know what i'm gonna treat myself because i really like it so I had my coffee in it on Sunday. I had my coffee on it, coffee in it today. Now it's in the dishwasher. Like, but you know what? It just makes me happy. And sometimes, like, it's about buying things that bring you joy, isn't it? And it, it does bring me joy every yeah. time I look at it. So yeah. yeah. Um, another one is so as, as I mentioned, it's my birthday this this week. What is it? What's it's happening? My, it's my birthday. Wait, what? What? I know. Like... I'm very shy about it, guys. What can I say? But also at the same time, like if anyone like messages me to say happy birthday, like I'm like, don't talk to me. Um Wait, so I'm gonna tell the world about this day, but I don't want the world to interact with me about this day. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it just it's my own <laughs> excitement. It's my own excitement, but at the same time, like like do not absolutely do not make birthday plans with me because I'll be at home by myself in my comfy clothes. <laughs> anyway, back to it. So my friend, my best friend in Australia, Rachel, who I know listens to the podcast, so she can have a shout out. She sent me flowers for my birthday, and it just made me so happy. Like I miss her so much. She's been in um Australia since. July 2019, so we've not seen each other like in person for nearly two years now, and she's gonna stay another extra bloody year. So I feel like I'm not gonna see her till the time I'm like retiring. But I know she's having a great time out there, and obviously she's not had to live through coronavirus in the UK. She's been having like she's been able to travel and stuff. So yeah, she sent me flowers, and I'm so grateful and thankful. And yeah, thanks, Rachel. You've made my day. Um, Aww. even you, no one can say apart from you, Laura. But this was the ribbon that the flowers <laughs> came tied and put it in my hair. Yeah, exactly. Cool. That's a, no, that was very well thought out, Rachel. Congratulations. Yeah, not that you knew. And also the the like the flowers she sent me really look like my wedding bouquet as well. I don't know if that was intentional, Rachel. You probably couldn't remember what they look like, but you you picked well. <laughs> you picked well. Um, yeah, and then just very quickly, saw some friends for a roast, like, in the garden yesterday, but, like, they made the food, and it was lovely to see them, we haven't, like, spent any time with them since, like, you know, pre-lockdown, and it was just, it's just lovely, 10 out of 10, my friend Hannah did excellent sweet potatoes. Do you love a sweet potato? Me too, there's just something, like, 
extra about them. So, you so seem yeah. a bit fancy, don't you? Yeah, and they're like so like creamy and indulgent. Um, so yeah, they're my hairs not on work rates apart from I got some time off. Can't wait to set my oh 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 <laughs> my ooh. <laughs> Maybe that'll be next week. Put it in the shredder. Right. So talking of putting in the shredder, Laura, what are you gonna pull in the shredder this week? Wait, the thing is, this is really funny because the thing I'm gonna put in the shredder, Jess, you're seeing it right now. I'm okay. really aware of it <coughs> on this video thing. So basically, as I think for a lot of people, during lockdown, my hair has not cut, and I now have the longest hair I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry. Sorry, <laughs> just came out because I've read what you're gonna say. Like now, I'm just laughing about it. Sorry, I don't know what that noise even was. <laughs> Carry on. And then also, so by the way, London's dead hot. I don't know if anyone knows this. It's really warm down south. Like it was 19 degrees yesterday. And I was in like a skirt and a top. And then there were people in like hoodies and jeans. Like it wasn't 19 degrees. I was like, people? I know I'm 73% Irish and grew up in Liverpool, but like blooming heck. So because of all this, right? I'll wear like a pair of like I'll wear like proper trousers and stuff, and then but then I've got smart sleeveless tops, so it's not like if you saw me as a whole outfit, it's not unsmart. Mm-hmm. But when you see me on a team's call, I look like I'm not wearing anything. Yeah, and it's just really really annoying because I'm like, so I have to put a jumper on, but it's hot. But it's hot, so then I have to be uncomfortable. So I'm either uncomfortable or I look undressed. And there's literally not, like, this is why it's perfect for the shredder. Because there's very little I can do about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's annoying. I mean, it just makes me laugh because your hair and your vest top tonight are, like, the same kind of colour. Yeah. So it just looks like you blend in and, yeah, yeah like, yeah, it made me laugh a lot. But like, put it in the shredder, Laura, and it'll magically disappear and you'll never have a problem again in your life. We're done with it. Thank you. Perfect. Love you, shredder. What are you shredding? I'm shredding. I feel like I always come here with quite serious ones, so I'm apologise if I'm too heavy for everyone. Actually, no, I don't apologise, because it's who I am. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You got a problem, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it, because that's what we're here for. Exactly. Got so, you, girl. Thank you. Mine is, like, changes that come from the top down with no interaction with the general work population. And I've, I've had this everywhere I work, um, and it, it, you know, I've seen it as well, not to come back to politics again, but um, I was listening to sort of some, you know, coverage of the election on Friday and the defeat for Labour in Hartlepool. And basically where Labour have one seat, local people are saying that's because they engage with the local community. They understood the needs of local people, what they wanted. And then that's what they're working towards and achieving. But I've seen time and time again in work organisations and also voluntary things I've done over the years that big decisions come and they're made by people that don't do the things on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So they they come up with all these brilliant strategies of how they're going to revolutionise things, but actually it either, like, it doesn't work, it's poorly thought out. Do you know, there's, there's just so many things where if you actually engage with people on the ground and understood their needs, their lived experiences... 
and what they were really looking for to improve a situation or any ideas, I can guarantee them people have probably got more to bring to the table than some fat cat sat in a top office somewhere because they don't know that lived lived experience or what it's like to do that task on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah, I just want to put that in the shredder. Like, let's be collaborative organisations and let's not see hierarchy as a massive issue and let's just talk to the people on the ground. I completely and utterly agree with you. Because you can have all like you can't have all the best intentions in the world. Like it's not always a dick move. But like no. it can it's just so obvious sometimes that like the people who have been affected the most are the people who've been considered the least. Uh exactly, Laura, exactly. And it's it's just not very it's just not fair, is it? Like yeah. But do you know what though? That's in the shredder and it actually leads us on to our discussion of the evening very very nicely well done jess it's like you finally know what you're doing after nine episodes (laughs) (laughs) thanks laura thanks laura yeah i've learned from the best what can i say i've learned from the best oh finally she pays attention Um, (laughs) (laughs) the sass is coming out tonight um so yeah i i shared an article with jess this week that i actually think it might have been a couple of years old but it was just when we were thinking about oh what can we have a chat about Nothing was so nec- relevant. Yeah, nothing was necessarily jumping out. And then I just remembered that I'd read this at some point. Um, and I, I work in the IT sector, so I think it was like part of work or something. I've just come across it. But it was a, a bit of an opinion piece in The Guardian. And basically, it's talking about the fact that when we look at kind of robotics and AI being more introduced into the workplace and life in general, often the jobs that they're replacing are the jobs of women. Which I just thought was really, really interesting because it was that whole thing of, I don't know, there's just so many different ways that you can kind of take that, isn't it? Like, oh, is it obviously is a massive comment on the fact of the types of job that often get given to women. It's also, I think, just a comment on maybe how much people don't care because they haven't necessarily thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also in terms of like, well, how do you fix it? It's really difficult to answer because yeah. I don't for a second I don't for a second think anybody like a technologist or a scientist has like sat there and gone, Oh, I'm gonna build a robot because I don't want girls around no more. Yeah. But you're building robots that are gonna kick females out of the workplace. That is still what's happening. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's just I don't know. I don't know like if anything jumped out at you about it in particular or like I think what it what it um showed to me really was so it said the two areas that are most likely AI is most likely to be introduced where women uh predominantly the workforce is um admin and also retail. Mm-hmm. And I think what that showed to me is like they're traditionally roles that women take on because they're flexible and they can often be part time or yeah. limited hours and stuff like that. And I just thought like that showing that, you know, women are still considered to be the um primary caregiver and so they need that flexibility so really that's kind of what it's saying that we need more flexibility across the workforce to if i you know ai does come in and it take over these jobs where can we put women traditionally in these roles into other sectors where they you know they've got loads of skills they can bring Mm -hmm. but actually they've got a supportive um work system in place that enables them to work flexibly so maybe it's not a case of necessarily fixing that because we've seen haven't we tech over time and you know jobs do die out there's no need for them anymore or yeah. they change and evolve but it's how we make roles that 
other roles and areas enable women to still work and work flexibly if that's why they traditionally work in them areas and I just think as well I don't know if it highlights that there's a lot of work that women do as well which isn't paid work yeah and this is just sort of like it's not even considered into it like the still them traditional traditional setups in society isn't there really so maybe we just need to um make more we keep coming back to something but maybe we need to make more flexible um flexible work opportunities for everyone and that's not just for women as well that's for you know um people with disabilities or you know any other you know number of requirements like we should all even if you don't have anything that you'd consider yourself as whatever them labels are like we all deserve the right to have a flexible work and to enable our lives to be of a higher quality no i completely agree i think you're right as well like you actually like we can actually take this as a a learning opportunity because it is that thing of well, well why is this the case like why are women in those jobs oh okay it's it's be as, as you say it's because they they tend to be more flexible and you can fit that around there so then let's answer that bigger situation because that's the case um but also it is a thing of well you're giving your lower skilled jobs out generally to women why is that also is it because they're the ones that are easiest to put into shift work so they can look after kids or is it because like we're still not actually respecting and accepting on a broad scale that women can do as well as men yeah yeah good point yeah like you know are you are we giving them the lower skills ones because we're still not recognizing that they've got higher skills is that something that we've still got to fight for and i think it's interesting because I think I obviously not to speak for you, Jess. Like, please do disagree, but I don't feel like that. And I think we touched on this before. I think our generation coming into it, it's a bit more of an even keel, just because we are, you know, millennials, perhaps. Like, I, 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 and it may just be my individual situation at my like my company, and hooray for me. But like, I don't look around the team that I work in or look at my peers and go he's doing better than me because he's got a Y chromosome and that's it. Like, we're all doing as well as we are according to our situations individually. But I do reckon for older women who haven't been able to come in where diversity and inclusion are, like, such things, they probably feel very differently. Yeah, I feel like my experience, it's it's hard to say because I've basically never really worked somewhere where the gender balance has been equal so my first job was very female heavy and then I went somewhere that was quite male and then it was another massive male environment um and now we're it's very female heavy um so it's hard for me to say if I feel like I'd need to work somewhere more balanced but there's definitely been times where I felt have men progressed more than me but I think that's a something again we keep coming back to it's more about the personality style and the way they present themselves maybe rather than do you know what I mean more like that that cocky and confident and like you know oh look at my figures on the board do you know what I mean they just walk in and ask for it whereas you wait to be asked about it yeah probably and so it's hard to say and also because I started work when I was 18 and like full-time in an office in marketing it's hard like I've felt like I've experienced some like Mm, like I, I, don't, mm. I can't explain that in a way but like because I was younger like people will patronize you and just like oh. assume less of you yeah like I've been oh. working for like three years and then my manager at the time like called me a kid and I was like really annoyed because I was thinking like I've got like a lot of experience here like I know what I'm doing yeah um 
but it's one of them, isn't it? Like, I don't, it was never meant in a, like, intentionally offensive way. Um, so it's hard to say. I do think there's still loads of progress to be made there because I'm sure there's, like, a, is, is it, like, um, there's more men named John that are CEOs in the UK than there are women CEOs or, or something, yeah, or on boards. Yeah, like that. So there's definitely progress to come, isn't there? And it's, like, like you say about... Do we maybe not see women as having value in them workplaces or yeah, maybe them places where we just need to make them flexible to enable women to be in. But like you say, it has progressed, but maybe we need to see what the world looks like in another 20, 50 years time to really understand if we have come further. Yeah, I think that is the thing, isn't like unfortunately things do just take time because it's that whole thing of, you know, a man shouldn't quit his job as a CEO just because he's a man. As no, much as a woman exactly. shouldn't get a job as a CEO just because she's a woman. So it will take time. Because if you think about it, you became a CEO. I'm not saying it's not stressful. I'm not saying it's not hard work. But, like, it is pretty much the pinnacle in the private sector, isn't it? Like, you've hit your point then. Yeah. You're not going to run away from that, are you? So if you get in there, like, what, 45, you'll probably stay for 15 years until, you know, until you can retire a bit earlier and have a nice, comfy, you know, rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Or until something goes wrong and they kick you out, but then you just go live on your yacht anyway. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think, unfortunately, there's a level of time to it. But I'd like to think it's going in the right direction. Um... It's just definitely something to be considered about. Like, you know, if we are changing the way that the world does things, i.e. like bringing in robots and things like that, well, it's not just about the robots, it's about the humans too. It should be about the humans first. Yeah, exactly. I think we'd love to hear any of your thoughts listening about any of this subject matter, what you've experienced in the workplace, anything like that. So you can get in touch with us, Laura's at Instagram at LauraMeetsWorld13. I'm kind of taking a little social media break at the moment, but I am still tweeting about, you know, politics on Twitter. So if you do want to get in touch, you can uh, find me at Jess C. Corcoran, or you can use the hashtag ThriveOnWell9to5and me and Laura will pick it up. Um, and yeah we'd love to have a chat with you or DM us my DMs are always open but if you send me inappropriate pictures um, I'll just forward them onto Laura instead (laughs) (laughs) and then you'll get the most horrific response you've ever got in your life yeah so we'd love to hear your thoughts no absolutely I think yeah especially as well like you know so for Jess and I I suppose there's a level of that where it's not necessarily personal because particularly being in marketing there's a level of creativity to our roles that you can't really replicate by a robot so that concern isn't there on a personal level but like if you're in a role that can be automated and will get replaced like if you're happy to share that individual experience i'd love to hear it from that first person angle and just see how affected you would be definitely that'd be so interesting to know absolutely and if we share on the podcast obviously you can be totally anonymous My question for you this week, Jessica. Oh, is... yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> what gets you out of bed in the morning? I feel like I should be having like a really big, like, you know, amazing answer to this question. But like, listen, and I, and I wish, I wish that I could come on this podcast and say, my, like, ambition and desire to showcase my marketing abilities and sparkling personalities (laughs) to the world is what gets me out of bed but really it's just the fact that like I know I've got to go I know I've got to go to work do you know what I mean like I know that's it's so boring but like 
like you know i've got to go to work because you know the bills need to be paid and you know life has to be lived and like that you know that's I, I think as well like i'm such a like committed person and such like a person of perseverance that like that always just has to get me out of bed like because i didn't want to get out of bed this morning i, I really couldn't be bothered but i still got out of bed because i knew i had to go to work and i knew i had to get on with my life so that's not really an exciting answer is it but what about like because you you started like a proper morning routine and stuff didn't you where you were getting up at like 6 a.m and all that like how are you picking yourself out of bed to do all that to be fair i've still been doing that apart from the past week because i don't know what it's been like by you but the weather here has been like so up and down yeah so i think probably maybe i'm slightly out of a routine because the past week we didn't walk them in the walk the dog in the mornings because the weather was just too bad and so this morning even though it was sunny like i knew and i think because i've got time off coming up coming up i think i'm just at that point where i'm just like oh i can't be bothered um so yeah i feel like that's that's it but um like as well i think that's i think even though it's quite a boring answer, it's probably good in the sense of, like, I've never pulled a sick day in my entire life. It's not who I am. Not even in school. Never once in seven... Oh, it's my work anniversary. Oh, it's already <laughs> been three days ago. I've been working in marketing full-time for seven years. Um, oh, no, tell me about it. Um, Wait, shouldn't it be more? No, I was nearly 19 when I started. Sorry, I've just worked the math out of my own head. Um, yeah. I've never pulled a sick day. It's just who I am. I, I couldn't do it. So I think it's boring and it's practical, but that gets me out of bed. The dog, you know, no, we've got to take the dog for a walk does help because I think, no, like, he can't take himself for a walk. I mean, he'd be a pretty type of dog if he could. I mean, Laura, right, I, I've got genuine con- worries for, our, for Harvey, right? And I say that in a genuine way because he started forgetting that he's had his tea. Aww. Well, it's been two nights, but, you know worry it over here so like i give him his tea at half four and then at half six he's like <laughs> like because he wants his dinner again and people do i don't know if you know much about like dog enrichment but i see mm. these videos of like fill a kong with peanut butter or like basically do all these activities because your dog needs mental stimulation oh, and okay. i'm and i'm not being funny but i don't think Harv could cope with mental stimulation <laughs> i just don't think he's that clever like, I don't know if it's because he was a street dog, but he, he walks into, like, a piece of furniture, like, once a day, and you, like, you know, like, pure yeah, full-on, like, wax his head on the table or a door frame or whatever. And when he does, like, zoomies outside, it's like he doesn't understand where his legs go. And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of feel like all Harv can cope with is, like, sleeping and food and cuddles. And he's not, like... So I have to take him out on a walk because I think that's as much of his brain can physically compete with. He's lovable, but he's mental. So yeah, that was like a long winter answer to the to the like answer of basically none. <laughs> I just well, I have to. In the morning because I have to. Because I have to. Yeah, that's adult life, isn't it? It's this like the same shit, different day sometimes. You just have to get your ass out of bed, get in the shower. And get on with life, because we can't work for free. I mean, we can't live for free. There we go. Unless husband number two is a rich man. <laughs> I'm taking calls right now, gentlemen, so <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> uh, 
I couldn't do it, you know. Like, I could not be a, a looks after woman. See, right, right. We all say this. No, because... I, I genuinely couldn't. <laughs> like, I could not sit there day in, day out and be like, I've contrib- like, contributed sweet FA to this. I know, but you've got to think as well. Like, what if your position of you were married and you had children, you stayed home and looked after the kids and that was paid for? That is still just as valuable work, if not more I'd shoot valuable. myself in the face if you left me with children that long. Really? I mean, no, I love my babies no. and I love children, but it's like I could never be a teacher because, as much as I do genuinely care and all those sorts of things, like they are really annoying, you know? Oh, like, yeah, kids are annoying. Like they're gorgeous and they're yours and you'll love them and enjoy them, but like not all the time. I don't enjoy anybody 24 7. Meaning, I don't even enjoy myself 24 7. Sometimes well, exactly. I'm like, oh, sick of you, mate. Exactly, and it's not so. It's not going to be much better when it's like a mini me that like vomits sometimes and doesn't <laughs> string a sentence together. A so. mini Laura that's like, hello. Can you <laughs> I imagine don't... I have a mini version of me though? Oh yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be a nightmare. Like I kind of can't wait, but like maybe one maximum Laura is like enough for the world. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I love the idea of that. Right, okay, I'll ask you the question that I wrote about 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> so, I ask you questions that I never know the answer to myself, so I don't mind this. Um, what is your biggest career highlight to date? So, I don't really know. Like, okay. the, it's, it's one of those where, like, there were things in my career that I just look at and I go, yeah, I did that kind of thing. Like, there's... There's stuff where, whether it's like hosting a certain meeting, whether it's getting a certain project finished, where I just go, yes, yes, yes. Like that, you know, it's those moments that where I go, I can do my job and I can do it well. And that's recognised and that's useful and that adds value. And I think particularly for me, especially in the first couple of years of working, because this role that I've gone into, I completely fell into. I never, ever looked to have this job. I never, ever looked to work in this industry. So any kind of moment where I actually end up doing quite well at it, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I did really well at it. Like, yay. It, the, the, you know, the, the, there, was, there is a meant to be element to this. Like, there's a reason for this journey and all those sorts of things. Um, but there is, there is one bit, I suppose, like anyone who kind of like knows me through my career would be like, yeah, she's going to have to mention that. But, so basically, I went to, I think I might have mentioned this before, so forgive me if I have, but um, I was at the CBI conference in November 2019 um, as part of my role, and I was chosen from everyone in the room, but like, all, like so kind of chosen within our company representatives who were there um, by our... PR agency and then from that like the PR agency put me forward as like she'll ask the question and then like in the room um they chose me to be the first person to ask Boris Johnson a question um and I so my question to him was because I've done like a bigger part of business too um was basically well like I am part of a company where like 40% of our C-suite is female that is not the case for the vast majority of businesses in this country. What are you going to do about it? Because for me as a young woman, why should I stay in the UK? If that's the state of our country, essentially. Um, and he just basically was like, 
well, you know, like women are very important and we all care about women and you should not ignore women in the workplace. Childcare. And then moved on to the next question. And I was like, cool, sorry, bro. Um, just try again. So, but it was just, it was such a moment of like, they trusted me to, obviously we had a bit of a conversation yeah, about like, course, what kind yeah. of thing you should say. Yeah, you but weren't like, just going to be like, you're a tosser. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out Jess. Um, <laughs> oh, we love JC. He was love. there as well. Um, oh. It was 2019, so it was like before fucking Starmer. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was just one of those things where like they trusted me to do it. Obviously, you know, I ticked a few diversity boxes because I was young. I was like, I'm, I'm a woman um, in the tech industry and all those sorts of things. Yeah. But just having people trust you like that is wonderful. It really, really is such a massive vote of confidence. Um, and... I got to put across, like, a really strong point about something that I believed in. I didn't just regurgitate some, like, industry nonsense that meant nothing to me. Like, I genuinely did want to know, like, what are the Tories going to do to look after me? Because if I'm in their country and living under their rule, I need to know that there's a point to that. Um, I'm still not convinced, to be honest, but, you know, like, hey-ho. Um, <laughs> well, to be fair, Labour's basically a right-wing party these days, Laura, so there's no hope. Apart from, apart from King of the North, Andy Burnham. Oh, we've got to love Andy. We do have to love Andy. I've sort of, like, this, this is totally off-topic, but, like, since, like, you know, coronavirus, when he had this little jacket on and he's outside Manchester Town Hall, like, I've got a bit of a crush on him. No, I get that, though. Do you it's get like, it? No, it's this thing, of, like, it's, like, sapiosexual, where, like, you're attracted to someone's brain. I am, yeah, but I also like a man in glasses. <laughs> All right, so his face helps out, but it's like, yeah, yeah. he's only like I'd I'd say he's like a, I'd say he's like a six point five out of ten on the look and scale, but I like what he stands for. He's a man of the people, exactly, and he that, cares about the people. That exactly, and that's what I fancy. Like is like, is it you know. <laughs> Like what he's passionate about yeah, and like yeah, what he 100%. stands for and like the values. Yes. Yeah, completely. King of the North. King of the North. He is King of the North. Um, but yeah, so that was really cool. And then like from it, so we we have like company values. Um, and after, so after I did that, I was awarded the Be Fearless value for that quarter. Oh, amazing! And then from it, so we do this like top achievers trip every year and be. Basically, a lot of salespeople get to go because they can sh- prove really easy that they're good at their job because they just yeah, don't know 100%. Get. And they're like, check me out. But like mm-hmm. for marketing, it can be quite difficult. But what they do every year as well is if you've won a value award in any of the four quarters, they will then choose somebody from that to give like a golden ticket to. Amazing. So I then got picked to do the Top Achiever strip, which COVID completely destroyed and I didn't mm. actually get to go on. But it's the whole like principle thing of it, isn't it? Yeah, it was of just course, like, yeah. You know, it was just all kind of like the knock-ons and all those sorts of things it was um yeah it was just a massive highlight and a really great thing for me personally so yeah. i love it we Thanks. used to somewhere at work we used to go on company holidays every year um and one year someone did a big shit on the steps anyway um <laughs> baffles me honestly you hear these stories like so my friend does um like events at the at a cathedral um, and they have but it's one of those because the cathedral can also be like it's not always used as a religious mm. space. You can also get like different stuff going on there, like company dinners and things like that. Some of the stories that she tells me about what people get up to, I bath in a cathedral as well. I like know. it's just disrespectful. 
Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, the stories I've got from, I mean, I didn't even witness them because I was in bed by 10 o'clock like a good girl. Um, that sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but that's genuinely true because everyone just gets pissed for days on these holidays and I'm like, hi, everybody. I just eat pasta and sit in my room and read. <laughs> I hate it going on company holidays. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Like, enforced, like, fun, which I hate anyway. Organised like, fun. Yeah, for like four days with like people that you work with who were just getting pissed, like I'm okay, thanks. Bears. Yeah, but it was a free holiday in the sun, like so your girl wasn't gonna pass off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good like for the bits you wanted, it was just the bits you didn't want alone there. Yeah, it was literally free, so you know. <laughs> I'm anybody's <laughs> I'm anybody's for free. Yeah, oh I see you've you've given us another empowerment affirmation. Yeah, so this week is mental health awareness week. Um, as you may have seen on social media or hopefully like in your workplace or something, somebody's talking about it. But yeah, I if we're the first people to mention it to you, awesome. But I would like to think it is something that's getting talked about even more broadly than us. Um, but that kind of inspired a little bit the quote for this week. So the quote comes from somebody called Mariska Hargate. I love that name. It's nice, isn't it? Like powerful. Yeah. So she is an absolute legitimate badass. She, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to have a, a bit of a moment here because I've got a massive girl crush on her. Um, she is, well, she's the actress who plays um, Captain Olivia Benson on Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> so she's basically like... Wasn't, wait, wasn't your... Was, is that what your cat was called? Do you have a cat? No, my cat was, was called Tolkien, but he passed away in October. Um, but Taylor Swift... I think that's what I'm thinking is, of. Her yeah. cat is called Detective Olivia Benson. Um, I mean, you, Taylor Swift, Laura, the fact that I've got confused between the two of you, it's like, that's, that's what a privilege. I'm so honoured. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's a massive fan of this show too. But so the whole premise of the show is well, is basically following the team that deals, that is the special victims unit for the New York Police Department. Um, and most of their crimes, as you can imagine, is to do with, like, child abuse or, like, sexual violence, domestic violence, those sorts of, like, really harsh, horrific crimes. The kind of crimes where, like, when it comes to law, everybody agrees they're terrible. Like, yeah, you know, there's some yeah. stuff where people are like, oh, but, you know, in this instance, I kind of get it. And that, like, you don't know instances of these crimes. Make it okay. Um, and so she, she start like, been on that show, I think, pretty much since the, like, literally since the first episode, um, back at the very end of the 90s, and she's literally, like, worked her way through, so the character has gone from being, like, a, an initial sort of, um, day one detective, and she's now captain, which is, like, pretty much as high as you can get, um, and, in in that time, so this means Mariska has played the character for like twenty odd years or something, um, and she's really taken it. So she's done a lot of work with real life victims in those situations, and like with the whole Me Too movement that came out and things like that. She was really really involved in just being supportive and creating programs for people who need this kind of support and who go through these horrific instances. Um, so she. I, she's just incredible like she honestly she, she's a fantastic person and it's just really amazing to see somebody who's taken the subject matter that she deals with on a fake basis and yeah, acknowledged yeah. it on a real basis and like mm-hmm. it actually does good work about it and like so ice T is on it as well um and he's been on it i think like pretty much as long as 
as Mariska has. And you can see, particularly in the in the script, where they're both starting to influence it and they'll talk about things like, you know, um, IC makes a lot of comments to do with like the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. And like, you know, she's done the Me Too movement, all those sorts of bits. It's just honestly amazing. So obviously coming up to like mental health awareness week and like we want to do these big strong empowerment statements and i was like do you know what i know she have said something about it she's she's the embodiment of an empowered woman um has she made a comment on mental health and she has and the one that we're Perfect. gonna go with um this week is healing takes time and asking for help is a courageous step and i think I mean, it, it is what it says on the tin. It's that, you know, I think yeah. people get really nervous, don't they? And be like, oh my goodness, you know, I was so well. I was feeling so much better. And now, like, I've taken a dip again. Like, but healing isn't linear and it's not supposed to be. Like, it's okay if you're feeling good one day and then, you, you know, you dip down the next day and things like that. Um, And the biggest and best thing you can ever do for yourself is to ask for help. So that's kind of like, you know... I think a really important note to leave on, particularly this week with yourselves, is if you need a hand, like, reach out to somebody. And, you know, and in all sincerity as well, like, if you don't feel you've got anyone to talk to, Jess and I'll talk to anyone about anything, so. A hundred percent, yeah. Like, I really struggle to ask for help. I don't really ask for help, like, ever. Like, I just sort of, like, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't ask for help. So, it is really we should difficult. all ask for help. Yeah, and... If you if you're ever in a position where you know you feel like you actually could do with a do with a hand or do with some support, think about the times when someone has said to you, "If you need any help, let me know." Yeah, because I find do you ever have this where like someone, um, you know, let's say someone passes away or you know someone's going through a really traumatic, horrible experience, and you reach out to that person, you say. Let me know how I can help you. I want to. I want to know what I can do for you. And, and it's like, it's hard, isn't it? Because how do you know to help someone? But I suppose it's about like, at least doing something. Even if you send them a box of cookies and like it's not the right thing, they they know that actually you're a person to support them. So think about the times when you've been through something rough and someone's maybe done something like that for you. Like they may be the person to reach out to. Or yeah, but like me and Laura, like we're here to chat. Like. 24 7 we're always here for we're, we're here for a friendly ear to listen but yeah it, it takes it takes time to heal and it's hard to ask for help but it's a very brave thing to do and more people should do it and you should be proud of yourself for doing it too so if, if you if you're looking for a sign this is it yeah this is your moment this is the universe telling you right here right now just yeah. just ask and do you know what it's one of those things as well where like if you ask and you don't get the help that you needed that's on the person you asked. Like, it might be that they, they literally can't help you back. And you know what? Yeah. I, I don't mean that in a, in a really negative and horrible way because not everybody can help you in the way that you need help in. Like, yeah. you know, your friends and your family, as much as they adore you, most of them won't be trained therapists and things like that. You know, if we're taking it to that level. like, But just the fact that you asked and that you tried, that's a massive step to looking after yourself. And that's all you've ever got to do is just take care of yourself. And through that, you'll take care of everything else. Yeah, I think it's important to remember as well, which is something that I wish I'd have known years ago when I was younger, is that, like, you know, another quote is, like, this too shall pass. Yeah. 
like everything changes in time and no matter how you're feeling like if you feel awful right now when you listen to this I promise you that you will not feel that way forever and it might feel like you will always feel that way and it might take months it might take years and it might still come back at times but you won't always have to feel you don't you don't always have to feel that way there's help and support out there to um make you feel better and get you better like sometimes even if you can't change the circumstances that maybe are making you feel down you can change the approach to how you deal with them and then that can make a world of difference yeah it's absolutely all about mindset at the end of the day like how you interpret things and how you respond to them that is your life that is what you're living that's what you're going through um but no it's funny actually like kind of going back to the article that we mentioned so they had a bit at the bottom there that and basically just said if you're in a position, if you're in a place where somebody's choosing a robot over you, you're not in the right place and you're not with the right people. And I know obviously they were talking about that very specific situation, but it's actually just a really cool like life statement, I think, in many ways. Like if you're asking for help, which is really difficult, and you're getting like no effective response back, you're not in the right place and you're not with the right people. But that doesn't mean they don't exist. That just means you need to change your situation. Yeah, and it takes time to find your people, don't you? Like, you don't find the people overnight. And I don't know if we've spoken about this in friendship before, but, like, I find that there's... I either, like, connect with somebody or I don't. And I have, you know, I have friends, of course, that are lovely and we have great times together, but I don't necessarily connect with them on that other level. Whereas I've got other friends where I feel like I can bear my entire soul to and I've got no problems with doing that, but I wouldn't do that with everyone. Does that make sense? So. Like, sometimes if you feel like you haven't got them relationships, like, you'll definitely find them out there. Just be open to it. But sometimes I think you just know when you meet a person, don't you, whether you're going to get on on that level or or not. Like, there's some people... Like, there's some friends I've got that I would never speak about my mental health with. Yeah. I know that probably sounds bad, but I just wouldn't. Like, we just wouldn't talk about it. Not that... I don't know. Just It's not the vibe of our relationship where there's other people, like, I'm totally okay with doing that mm-hmm. and I think it's just the level that you're at isn't it so you'll find your people but you don't always feel that way and ask for help yes. when you need it because yes. we all get by with a little help from our friends so thank you all very very much for listening this week it has been a bit of a quick one but um I think that's completely fine we've got through it all um what we wanted to say and what we think anyway but always would love to know what you think in return so please jump in and let us know anything and everything um, I am on Instagram at Laura Meets World One Three. Jess is on Twitter at Jessie Corcoran. Um, or always use the hashtag Thriving Well Nine to Five In, and we will find you there as well. Thank you so so very much. Super excited to be cracking on with episode ten for you next time. Amazing that we've got this far. Um, if you are listening on somewhere that lets you leave a review, please do. And please also, if you've got someone that you think could benefit from having a listen send it over to them as well we will love you forever and even if you don't think they'll benefit send it anyway <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> have a lovely week um i'll have a lovely week too for my birthday <laughs> sorry i'll stop now thanks everyone bye, bye. and thanks to evan digital for the production of this podcast